Breaking news out of Orlando, the terror attack on a gay nightclub. Right now, at least 20 are dead, maybe more. The shooter also dead. Temperatures have caused drought and hunger, prompting migration and contributing to instability. Kincaid Fire remains the most stubborn challenge that we face. Barely a month after the Lion Air 737 MAX crashed in Indonesia, killing 189 people, an internal FAA memo warned the MAX would crash again. Welcome to the Good Guy Revolution podcast. This show is recorded in the Valley of the Sun every week at Shaneland Art, located at 301 East Camelback Road, Phoenix, Arizona. I'm the diva, reminding you that you can change the world by just being kind to one another. Now, please enjoy the show. The base of it is um, my coffee dream is I... I heard a term when I was traveling called social entrepreneur, okay. and I, it really stuck with me. Um, and it's entrepreneurship, but you help people. And entrepreneurship, I think, has kind of been watered down over the past couple of years because sure. everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. Um, but I had this vision of, let's, what if I started a coffee company and like helped people? Welcome to the Good Guy Revolution with today's guest, Sam Henderson. Before we talk to Sam, there is a segment we have called the Gene Moore segment. The Gene Moore segment. This is the part where Gene Moore, yours truly from Phoenix, Arizona, reaches out to other Gene Moores throughout the country to find out what makes them tick. It's the Gene Moore segment. Now here's a disclaimer. No Gene Moores are responding back. So if you're a Gene Moore listening to this, please respond back by email or message so I can interview. I just want to find out what makes you tick. So playing the role of Gene Moore will be Josh Graves. Thank you for listening. And it's the Gene Moore segment. Josh Grace? Yes. Josh How are you? <laughs> Man, I'm good. So I'm in a pickle and I'm hoping you can help me out. Do you have oh, like anything five for years? you? Of course. Okay. So uh, as you know, I've been working on that new podcast and I have a segment. And right now, this is going to be in the podcast in the Gene Moore segment. And it's a segment where I interview other Gene Moores in the United States of America. And you know what? Maybe internationally too. But, um, Nobody's responding back. Nobody wants to do it. So turns out I'm the bravest Gene Moore in the country. I would call into an interview show, but they're not. So I was wondering if you and I could do a segment where uh, uh, maybe you pretend you're Gene Moore, and I can just ask you a few questions because I have a survey. And could you do that? I would love to be Gene Moore. (laughs) First, tell me how your day is going. Oh, my day, it's going, it's going pretty good. You know, it's a, it's a beautiful, lovely day. I went to a nice dispensary earlier. It's going, it's going good. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hey, did you go home for the holidays or did you stay in Arizona? I went back to the old Arkansas for a little bit. Okay, and how was that? How was it that? was good. I got to see my niece. We're getting pretty close. I uh, 
saw my folks, saw my friends. It was a good time. Went, you know, flew into the Clinton uh, International Clinton uh, Airport. It was great. Well, I'm glad. All right, here's how it's gonna go. I'm gonna pretend that you're Gene Moore. And I'm just going to ask you some questions. And so I'm going to start. Ring, ring. Hello, this is Gene Moore. Is this Gene Moore? This is Gene Moore. Hi, how are you? <laughs> and I'm hoping that some Gene Moore in America hears this podcast and hears you and knows that it's going to be okay to call in. So I just have a few questions for you, Gene Moore. I'm doing a short survey. Um, the purpose of this podcast is to make the world a more happier, more you know, more nice kind of place. Are you with me? Oh, yes. I am all about giving joy and spreading joy. That's Gene Moore's way, you know, just trying to spread love and positivity in the world. So this sounds perfect for me. Well, let me ask you, how are, uh, do you agree with my premise that it seems like everybody is really angry and upset and they just can't wait to like flip you off? Would you agree or do you think I'm too sensitive? Am I too fragile? I do. I, I agree. There's definitely, there's a lot of negativity out there. Gene Moore sees that, but the one thing Gene Moore controls is he stays in his lane. But yes, <laughs> I do notice all the negativity and I just, I'm not a fan. Can you tell me, can you tell me the last time, and this is a clean family friendly show, the last time somebody was kind of angry or kind of upset or kind of made you upset? You know, well, I was at a, uh, I was at a Dunkin' Donuts uh, recently, and, um, you know, the lady in front of me, uh, she, she was uh, just taking a real long, and I was in a, a bit of a hurry, and uh, I offered to pay for her order, and she kind of snapped her neck back at me and, you know, said that she was fine, and, you know, I was, you know, Gene Moore is just trying to do a nice thing for a white lady in Scottsdale, and I just don't <laughs> like to deal with neck snapbacks, so... I was trying to be nice, and she gave me attitude, and, you know, I just, Gene Moore's not, I just don't deal with white ladies' neck snaps, so I just didn't like that, so no, it was fine. It does. But you know what I, I find, Gene Moore, from one Gene Moore to the next Gene Moore, is that when you give into that negativity and you get angry, how does that, I mean, I, whenever I leave that interaction, I feel worse, because I went negative. How do you feel? Of course, you know, in the moment, you know, G. Moore, he does get a little, he gets happy for just a half second, just a half second, and then, boom, you know, next thing you know, G. Moore is just in his underwear eating a box of cereal, and I feel terrible, you know, I just, I feel guilty, and I feel like I'm a part of the problem, and G. Moore, if anyone knows him, is a solutions-oriented person. I do not want to be a part of the problem. So, yes, it's just the guilt there, the shame, all the negative emotions. So It is. It is. It, and there is so much goodness in the world. There's so much to be happy for. I mean, yes, little Kim wants to bomb us. You know, that's a threat in Iran. But we could still be happy. I mean, there's still peace in the world. Do you agree? Gene Moore always tries to focus on the glass being half full. I know the bottom's got terrorists in it, but let me tell you what. The uh, the rest are uh, we, we're all just good folks trying to make our way downtown, walking fast. So I know, but it's sometimes. I mean, not to be like you know, because we're Gene Moore's talking to each other. Do you ever feel like we're a little bit better than the rest of the world? Oh, of, of course. You know, there's you know, I, I, I anytime I go in, in, into any sort of you know, a wall. Anytime I go to a Walmart, sometimes just to make myself feel better, just to see the other people walking around. <laughs> Oh my um, 
But, you know, yeah, of course, Gene Moore, listen, I'm on a different level. I stay in my lane, which is something I feel like 99% of uh, most people don't do. So, yeah, you're darn mm-hmm. right. Gene mm-hmm. Moore feels like he's a little bit. Gene Moore, you know, Gene Moore is a little bit more real, you know. He can, you know, he's real on the inside. He doesn't come out all the time, but he's real on the inside, and that's where it counts. Thank you for being real. Thank you for being Thank real. Now, let me ask you some survey questions. I will be pulling Gene Morris as I call them, and they contact me, and we do these interviews just to find out different things. So let's just – I'm going to throw out a sample question. If you're at McDonald's and say you order a salad, say it's a Southwestern salad, hmm. what kind of dressing do you get on that salad? Um. Well, Gene Moore, um, you know, I like to switch it up, and, and I actually bring my own um, salad dressing in the McDonald's. A lot of people don't do that, um, but it's actually, it's, uh, I think it's called uh, Italian, it's just a nice garlic, a garlic herbal, herbal kind of, people stare at me a little bit, because, you know, I'm bringing in, like, my own, you know, bottle of salad dressing, but Gene Moore doesn't care, all right, Gene Moore is just in there to enjoy his salad, and if he wants to bring, you know, a nice, uh, more expensive, you know, salad dressing that he bought from, from fries early in the day to, in the McDonald's. He's going to do that. So, okay. you know, I'm going to make a new column. I, I had different things rolled out, but I'm going to write on bring your own. So that's good mm-hmm. to know. That's a new column. You would never, would it be gauche to have, you know, a Southwestern salad? Would you ever put like Northwest dressing on it? I mean, listen, you got to try, you got to try new things. All right. In life, I'll try, I'll try anything once, you know, I'll go to the Northwest once and the Southwest salad just to see, you know, Gene Moore will try things once, but if, you know, if you don't like it, then, you know, he'll, okay. but he'll try, he'll try, he'll try. Okay. All right. So let's go down these questions. So you just let me know, uh, are you a morning person or does it take you longer to wake up? No, G Moore is not a morning person. G Moore, I've been telling myself I was gonna wake up and go to the gym for years. You know, I I work out, but I just I gotta go later in the day because G Moore, I just can't I can't sweat in the morning time. I can't I can't even function. You know, G Moore needs coffee. He just needs other things and whatnot. So you know, definitely I said coffee. That's so interesting because the next question was coffee or tea. Oh, coffee, a hundred percent. You know, it. Uh, I gotta have my, I gotta have my caffeine. He okay. got to have his caffeine. All right, and then I'm gonna. But I will have a tea every now and then. Just you know, just throwing that out. Okay. But now, I'm going with ca- going coffee. Though. Hot tea or a cold tea? Hot tea. I like a hot. You know, Jim Moore. He's got kind of an old soul, so you know, he likes a warm. You know, uh, uh, juniper mint every now and then. You know, <laughs> something nice. Something nice. So, you know what? hot tea, definitely, though. I, I, I agree. You know what? So far, we're in line. We're we're in our same lane because, you know, I'm half English, but we love the tea. You know, that's yes, very yes. important. Anyone you know, loves the crumpet? Yes, yes. Mm. Very, very good. Yeah. All right. So now I'm going to go to pizza. Are you a thick crust or are you a thin crust? Gene Moore likes. I just I like a thin crust. I like to keep it simple, keep it cool. You know the 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 thick crust. I feel like you know it's just it's too much bread. Gene Moore. Gene Moore loves his bread, but at the same time, Gene Moore knows where his limits with the bread. So right, Gene Moore's gonna stick with thin crust. You have to go to the gym, and that's not a, you know, mm-hmm. not a good thing. I got that. Okay, all right. And then let me ask you: uh, say you're in your car, and you turn, you have two stations, only two stations. You have hip hop and country. Which one are you going to go with? Ooh, G. Moore might have to throw on some Tina Turner. I don't know. 
<laughs> no, Gene. <laughs> I get you know, Gene Moore. Gene Moore likes a good. Yeah, I like to, I like a good hip hop, you know, dance song every now and then. Put some Bruno Mars in the background with it. Gene Moore will rap, you know, and get on with everyone, you know. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Good. And then my last question is: When you watch late night comedy, when you watch late night comedy, and do you do you watch Jimmy Fallon? Do you watch James Carden, or do you is it Cordon, <laughs> or do you watch uh, Jimmy Kimmel? Um. Well, Gene Moore knows how to get he knows how to get booked in this town so he's definitely going with jimmy kimmel on that one for sure <laughs> g moore knows which late night tv show to watch you know what i mean you know what i'm saying <laughs> but you know he's he's a great joke writer too and it's you know he's very political very you know liberal and what else so g moore just you know we support everyone but yeah we're, we're definitely watching jimmy kimmel for sure and you know what i do love on that i do love those mean tweets the mean oh that, that is actually no, those are great yeah those are great well that concludes our survey portion of this um, for the people that are listening, because this show is dedicated to those people that, you know, they like to take like an 18 hour depression nap. These people that are like not combing their hair and they're just sad. Do you have any words of advice or a little, a little bit of hope that you can leave them as they listen to this show? What can they, what can they rest their head on to be hot, you know, like hopeful and positive? I would say I know every person we can all, you know, we can all get a little um, down on ourselves. But I think if at the end of the day, if we all think about our lives and what's going on, we can be thankful for something that either we have or something that happened to us throughout the day. And we just got to focus on those things and surround ourselves with positive people, you know. Mm -hmm. And when something negative happens, maybe just let it go. Just let you gotta, yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta do a breathing exercise, or you gotta, you know, you know, go to box or something. You know, I don't know. You know, you just gotta, you know, you gotta find a way to get it out, or just, you know, let it go and let it go. Do you meditate? I do meditate from time to time. I, I, uh, I call it light napping. But yeah, I'll take a light nap every now and then and do a little, you know. So yeah, I got an app, you know that I, you know, I got an app that I scroll by every now and then. But no, I actually do. I do yoga. G Moore does yoga nidra, and uh, it's just where you lay right before bed, you just put your consciousness to each little small part of your body, and it's, you know it can sometimes. Because Gene Moore has a lot of sleepless nights, so when Gene Moore's having a sleepless night, he definitely puts on some yoga nidra, it just relaxes him, and, you know, helps him go to sleep. Well, I like it. It's very chill. Well, you know what? As Gene Moore from Phoenix, Arizona, I sure appreciate talking to another Gene Moore. It's like music to my ears, you know what I mean? Like where you're vibing on the same energy level. So I want to thank you for being the first Gene Moore, even though you're Josh Graves playing Gene Moore. I appreciate <laughs> you, uh, you know, stopping in today. Just say hi to the folks and leave a little bit of sunshine, you know, because you, you, you are a child of God and you shine where you are. Amen. Amen, G. Moore. It was great. It was lovely talking to you. Um, I'm your biggest fan. Yep, just positive energy, positive joy. You just spread. Keep spreading it. Keep spreading it. I will, like margarine. All right. Well, thank you, my brother. Thank you. And uh, if another G. Moore doesn't call in, then I'll be calling you again. Or even, you know what? I might do it where Josh Green's where I call you and the G. Moore. We interview them together. How does that sound? Uh, that sounds like music to my ears. All right. Well, you take care and have a good week. All right. All I love right. you, John. Great. Right. Love you too, G. Moore. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Hi everyone, in this spot right here, which we're saving, it could be for you. This is where we're going to put advertisers or sponsors. So if you'd like to sponsor this show, please contact me and we'll put you right in here and we together can change this world to make sure that it always stays kind. Sponsor me today. Thank you, Sam, for meeting us. Thank you, thank you. Can oh, I just of course. say yes. why I'm doing this podcast? Yes. Just let me tell you why I'm doing okay. it. Because I think of all the people I know, honestly, this yeah. is a compliment to you. Of all the people I know, you're like the most hopeful, the nicest person ah. that I know. And I was thinking the other day how I would know you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we met through a friend. Yeah. But I have like five friends that know you independently on their own. So I think we would have met eventually. Yeah. You know oh, I, mean? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just think what you're doing is amazing. So, well, it could just be that I'm young. <laughs> no, no, I know a lot of old people, and I know a lot of young. But I just think you're so hopeful. Oh, well, thank and you. this is what this show is about. This show is about uh, for other people that are mm-hmm. hopeful, that are nice, and that are trying to navigate through this tricky life and not being angry. Isn't that hard? Yeah, well, yeah. So I, not necessarily for me, but I could see that. Mm-hmm. I mean, why do you think it's not hard for you? I just like I said, I'm I'm hopeful. Because um, I can I tell you the yes. truth, I wrestle with this every day. Okay. Sometimes I try to be nice because I grew up very being very nice. Yeah. Super Catholic, super nice. Because I think you're Methodist, yep. right? Okay. Yeah. So you're a Catholic with money. Because <laughs> yeah, in America, if you work hard, you start out as a Catholic. Yeah. And then you work your way up to a Methodist. Yeah. Right. And then God willing, if the economy is right, then you work up to Lutheran. Yeah. And then when you come into the big money, you're Episcopalian. It's true. Yeah. yeah. So until then, I'm just Catholic. But you're well, like, yeah. But how do you find it? Was it your faith that got you this far to Yeah. You know, as much as I would love to you know, I think there is a big God element to it. Mm-hmm. Um where, you know, church and well, the Bible's always kind of taught me there's a you know, more to come. You know, yeah. it, it doesn't end badly. So if it's bad, it's not the end kind of deal. So you, like when you're in that moment, you just set you put it into context, right? Yeah. And I, I've also had the unique privilege of um you know, I think I grew up somewhat privileged, um, but then because you're white, because, because <laughs> no, I'm, no, I mean, no, completely true. I mean, mm. I'm a you know straight white male in America. I've got it the easiest um, in the world, and so I don't. Can I just as yeah. a Mexican man? I just don't always <laughs> believe that. I think people struggle with whatever they have. You know, that, what you I mean? know that's true. There is. I um, say that is a joke because everyone yeah. says that white people, your day is over. But you guys have done a lot of good work. You know what I mean? Please Still stay around of, for a yeah. little bit. Just bring it down. You don't have to shoot us. Of course. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's, uh, I don't know, I mean, it's, I don't know, something inside of me as I was growing up, I just, I never really liked all the, it's not that I didn't like the privileged people around me, I just thought that there was something missing, mm-hmm. um, despite, you know, being around people that had everything, and so, you know, when I went to college, you'll recall, I dropped out, and I sold all my stuff, and I bought a ticket to Asia, mm-hmm. and I said, I just want to see what the world's like, you know. Let's talk about yeah. that, because that is something okay. that, and one of the reasons I have you on here, but let me pause that for a moment okay what i'm impressed by you too is the fact that you're even nice to gay people like <laughs> i grew up in the in the church and that is unheard of so like where did that come from where did that just i guess a love for people i mean it's you know during my travels and just during my childhood you know one i wasn't the biggest strongest kid so sports wasn't for me mm-hmm. so i understood i was kind of the outcast there sure. um i was just kind of just a weird kid uh, my best friend Zach uh, and I hung out um, a lot, and it was just kind of us in mm-hmm. high school taking on the world. And so, was Zach gay? No. Okay. 
But <laughs> we know, were just we outed him for no reason. <laughs> I mean, he was a big part just because he didn't, you know, come from like a super wealthy got family it, either. Got it, got it, um, got it. And just from him and I just hanging out, we just realized it's kind of sometimes in the world we just got, you know, friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he had a group of friends that he brought me in. I, you know, made friends in high school. And so, I don't know, I just from high school on, I had the mindset of we're all just people. Yeah. Like we're just trying to get through life together. That's exactly right. Um, and so I don't know, it's never bothered me someone's, you know, sexual orientation or where they came from. Um, just because I mean, I came from, you know, privileged and I don't really I mean, I appreciated it, but I don't hold myself to like sure. Yeah, sure. to that. No, and I feel it. It's not judge. It's not judgy. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel it. So let's go then. So you you decide to drop out of college. Yes. Well, was it hard for your parents? Were they okay with they, it? Now, they were or? supportive. Um, it was it was a tough conversation to have with my father, yeah. just because my two older sisters went to college. My father went to co- like all my parents. You know, my sure. parents went to college. My father's a lawyer. Like it's a what, very what made you stop going to college? That's interesting. I me. wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but do you know you don't have to be happy in this life? What, why did you think that you? Have, it's always interesting when I meet people who say yeah. they're not happy because I'm like, who decided that you get to be happy? Like, where did? Oh, and, and that's the thing. I don't think anyone's. And that's kind of. I, I guess going back, I don't think anyone's entitled to anything. Mm-hmm. I believe in hard work. Um, and okay. so that was kind of the. I wasn't happy, and I knew I wasn't. I wasn't necessarily entitled to happiness. What was your major? I bounced from political science to English to business to, I mean. It's interesting you say political science because I think at the end of the day, you end up as governor. I really do. (laughs) I just feel that you're going to go to politics. So you went to politics. You went to. Yeah. And it was just, I mean, in college, as you recall, I was doing stand-up versus the world at ASU. Yeah. Uh, I came on Q Talk. Um, I had, I mean, I just, I had a whole bunch of fun. I was a founding father of fraternity, Pi Kappa Alpha. Um. But at the end of the day, I just, I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. And I knew I, like, you know, college kids shouldn't, you know, you're not entitled to happiness. Sure. But I thought. I say that in jest. Yeah, but, yeah, well, no. So then it, what did you, so then what was the next step for going to Africa and then helping those people with the coffee and the goats yeah. and all that? It was, um, it was, I wanted to see the world mm-hmm. and I knew. You know, if I wanted anything in this life, I had to fight for it, which was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really want it. Honestly, it's stubbornness and pride out of me. You know, I don't really like getting help. Okay. Uh, I'm not a bit like, I, I love compliments more than anything in the world, but like big public displays of, you know, like sure. awards. Oh, I don't know. It just, it makes me uncomfortable. And I'm like a very outgoing person, sure. but like a one-on-one like this, I love that. But um, I want to see the world. So I went over to Asia just to learn how other people lived. Mm-hmm. And now, did your church set that up nope. or you just went on your own? I just went. So you did, did you spin the globe and you pointed, that's where I'm going to go? I wanted to get as much out of my comfort zone as possible. Okay. Part of being, when I was 20, you know, pride and ego kind of had the best of me in contrast to the, I wanted to work hard my whole life. Um, and so I said, where's the most out of my comfort zone I could go? Because I think I could make it yeah. or at least like not die on a street. Sure. And I thought of Europe. I thought of South America. Um, but ultimately, I said, I have no interest in Asia. I know nothing about Asia. Let's go to Asia. Mm-hmm. And so I bought and I convinced a Did com- you go by yourself? Or? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I made friends along the way just because I'm an extrovert. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I convinced a college to let me teach, you know, English there. Oh, really? Um, you know, they were looking for English teachers. And I said, I can 
teach English? And they said, great. Um, Where in Asia did you go? Vietnam. Okay. Was okay. my first stop. Uh, and then, and my whole thing was, as long as I'm traveling. Why Vietnam? What? Why Vietnam? Why not? It was where this college was. Okay. That I could, that okay. you know, said, hey, we'll take you. Um, I didn't really have any specific reason. I just said, you know, mm-hmm. let's just go there and be, you know, when I was there, I, my visa was running out at the end of a couple of months. And so I started networking and I found a magazine that needed an English editor. Okay. Um, in Thailand. So I went over to Thailand. Um, and then from there I discovered my passion coffee and that whole thing. And so I said, I looked into the business of it and the whole economics of it. And I said, this is growing in Asia and it's going to be big in, you know, China and sure. whatnot. So I booked then a flight to, I left the magazine, I booked a flight to Taiwan to learn Chinese and to understand the Chinese culture. Because one thing I didn't want to do was go in as like an American white businessman and be sure. like, I know best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was, I was like, you know, they've got their own economy and it's doing fine. Yeah, yeah, so I figured, well. let they me seem learn. To be doing well. <laughs> they yeah, seem, they, they seem, seem to be doing, doing fine. Well. Um, and so I did that. And then, uh, and I, you know, I was at, in Thailand, Taiwan for a while and then, you know, learning about coffee and understanding yeah. it. And then I had the opportunity to go to Rwanda and it was, Hey, um, an organization from Phoenix reached out and they said, you know, we've been following you on Facebook and your travels. And they said, we want someone to be boots on the ground in Rwanda. We want to start a couple of projects down there. Would you be willing, like if we just buy your plane ticket and send you there, wow. would you be willing to kind of figure it out for what, us? What time of month was this? Was this like? This was around November. Okay. Because so, I remember talking to. So you were on Thanksgiving time. Yeah. Because right? so. I had Thanksgiving with uh, my hostel and then Christmas I spent in Singapore, which was uh, just another great story that we can get to at another time. And then uh, January 12th is my birthday, and I flew from Singapore to Rwanda on my birthday. Oh, wow. So for my 21st birthday, you know, most people are partying. I was just on a plane. You're just coming in. Mm-hmm. So this talks, so like you're in Vietnam and you're doing this. Are you finding happiness, or are you on your road where you feel like you might be on the right path, where you I don't felt, feel miserable? I, I mean... Was it a misery you, you that you You know, it's interesting that you asked that, because it's it's... I don't know if it was thinking back. I don't know if it was the high of just doing something new, and maybe that was what I was craving. Uh, where it's just like I just need to try something new. Sure. And so I don't know if it was like just hey, I'm doing something new and I'm excited about that, or if it was no, this is actually happiness. Because um, I was making friends with my students, and you know, I was trying different foods. I was going to the markets, and like that was just fun for me. Um, if I did that, the question is, if I did that for three years, would I still be happy at the end of the three years? Sure. Um, I don't know now. You know, I'm a little older. I know myself well enough that um, I like to just not mix things up, but I need some new things, you know? Like to, yeah. Yeah. Just, just uh, um, yeah. And so I, I think it was, I think it was a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I was truly happy in Vietnam, um, whether it was the high of it being something new or just because I love people and I love, yeah, I love learning. And there you are by yourself. No, I was it. by myself, yeah, and I had a lot of new friends. Is it weird and, having Thanksgiving overseas? Is that weird? not re- so? At my hostel in Taiwan, we um we did a bit of a uh, friendsgiving. So we went to the market, and we had Anna and Sarai, who were a Spanish, um, and they you know made their own deal. Uh, Michael, who owned the hostel with me, was Irish, so he brought his own meal. I went 
and got like a chicken and so cooked that as an American. Tom Finn, them, he's this like Tom Finn, where you trick Tom Sawyer into paying your fence. Because like <laughs> these uh, people aren't even American. No, they don't. Even, <laughs> they, they don't, don't they even don't know. Care. They're like, well, we'll just bring something to this <laughs> but, dinner party. You know, yeah. people are people. Any reason yeah. to party is, oh, is a reason course. to party. Yeah, yes, so, we get, yeah, yeah. Everyone brought their food. It was it was weird. It was tough. You know, I, I Facetime my family, um, and it was my first kind of Thanksgiving away from them mm-hmm. ever in my life. Um, and then same with that Christmas, which was kind of tough, but I don't know. I mean, at, let's talk about your family. Yeah. So your mom and dad, are they married? Or? No, they're okay. divorced. Okay. Is mm-hmm. that okay to talk about? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So you're overseas. Is your mom just worried and just every day, like what's going on? She text was me in wor- the morning, <laughs> text me at night. <laughs> she was worried. Uh, she learned quick that I, you know, I could somewhat take care of myself. Sure. Um, and on some level, if I died, I knew it was going to be my fault. Sure. And I was like, okay with that. Like, cause that was in my, that's my pride speaking where I was yeah. like, if I'm going to like get shot in the street or get run over by a car, I want it to be because I made a stupid decision. And I don't want it to be anyone else's fault. Yeah. Now that probably scared my mother. Um, especially because, you know, I'm in Vietnam sure. and then it's like a couple months later, Hey, I'm now going to Thailand. Sure. And then, oh, geez. And she's got to look at a map and be like, Oh my God. And then, Oh, I'm going to Taiwan. And then it's, you know, after that was, Hey, I'm going to the middle of Africa. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk politically about that country. Yes. So what is that going through right now? Are they a democracy? Rwanda? Yeah. Rwanda is a democracy. They've got their president, Kagame, who I'm a big supporter of. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I just really liked him. So after their genocide in 94, um, it was just tough for them to turn around, but they really sure. did it. I mean, uh, Paul Kagame, President Paul Kagame took over and he, I watched one of his speeches once on uh, Kwebuku. And or God, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, but it's basically the remembrance of the hundred day genocide. Sure. And it's horrific. And people don't even really talk about that. It you was I mean? when I came back and I I went back to college for a little bit, I wrote a paper on it, and they were more efficient in murder than the Nazis. Yeah. Just because they, they yeah. were just you know it was just horrific. Um but he talked, he said, Look, you know, we are a strong people, and he said, Nobody's coming to save you, not in like a you know, sad way or like trying to be, you know, dark, but he said, you know, we need to take care of ourselves. And so let's, you know, we are Rwandans, let's build our own businesses. Let's take care of each other and let's, you know, grow as a people. Um, and I, their economy, is it decimated or is their economy back then kind of was, um, but they, by the time you got there, what was, it was coming back. It's like almost fully back. I mean, Microsoft built a headquarters there. It's, they've got like skyscrapers, um, they just, wow. like they got a huge cash. I mean, it's their you know their economy could do a little better as everyone's economy could be you know and and I don't know if I'm just mentally comparing it to America and China, sure. um, but for a third world country, in my opinion, they're doing pretty well. You know, mm. people are starting businesses. They're proud of their, you know, they're not proud of their history, but they realize you know they're they've come a long way. Sure. Um, and it's, you know, also compared to the rest of the countries around there. When I was there, the DRC was going through, you know, genocide. Uh, Burundi, which was a country south of Rwanda, was going through, like, yeah. political uprising. I mean, it's just, Africa's just tough. And that energy that's there, what is that energy like? Is it just, like, just mind your P's and Q's, keep your head down, and just keep moving? To a certain extent. Um, you know, they don't really talk about the past. Mm-hmm. You know, they're very more forward-looking. Sure. Um and it's just, I don't know, I just, I felt almost empowered by them because they said, you know, like, 
Because everything I've had where just my like unhappiness compared to a genocide sure. is like nothing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, there's, yeah. you know, that fine line of everyone's got their issues versus someone's sure. got always got it worse than you. Um, but it was just kind of like I looked at that and I said, they they got through that as a country. Sure. And they're building themselves up. And as a people, when you meet with them one on one, what are they? Are they fearful people? Are they hesitant people? They're or? very loving. I mean, it mm. was. You know, when I'd go to church in Rwanda, they were just super accepting. I remember I went with my buddy Pacifique, who was my engineer and kind of my translator while I was down there. He uh, he took me to his, uh, one of his churches, which was like in the basement of a grocery store. And uh, and this really kind of opened my eyes on, on church, and we could talk about this later, um, where it was just... It was just music and dancing and love. and like there was joyful. Yeah. Okay. And that kind of solidified my thought on church, which at that time was, you know, you don't need these big fancy lights or these big sounds. And sure. it was just all this fluff that I really was, wasn't that I was uncomfortable with. I just frankly did not like it. Mm. Uh, I thought it took away from kind of the core message of Jesus and Christianity where it was just like, love thy neighbor. And it's like, love thy neighbor, but look at all these lights that we have yeah, too. Yeah, and yeah, all yeah, and I'm yeah. just, I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of that. It's a bit showy. Growing up. Did your, when you're in ASU and going to Vietnam, did your walk in God, did you question any of that or? It got stronger in kind of a unique way where I was at a church. I was going to a church when I was at ASU and I started running their Bible studies and I helped out with that and it really kind of grew. And so I, I grew kind of strong in my faith, but they were, I didn't find out till kind of later down the rabbit hole that they were a little manipulative on how they got people to church. They were a type of church that when I was there and I've heard that they've changed and, you know, I'm not trying to judge sure. people on their past, but while I was there, they would send a group of people to First Friday to preach on oh, the street corner sure. with big old signs that, you know. Sure. And I wasn't a big fan of that. My brother does that. Does he? Yeah. Oh. The Bible says yeah. you're going to go to hell. I'm just, so when I. fear. Yeah. It's that fear base. Because there's two yeah. ways you can come at religion, through fear right. or through love. Right. And, and so I just, I was not comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. Um and so when I decided to leave, I told, you know, the leaders of the church, I said, hey, I'm leaving. And they weren't very happy about that. Mm -hmm. They said, you've got big, strong Bible study numbers. Like, we really think, you know, like, God wants you here. And I'm like, I don't think God wants me here. I don't think God wants you guys here, <laughs> you know, kind of, to be fair. And, and I have heard they've changed, um, sure. you know, the, the leadership. We're all finding our way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I don't want to judge them on that. But um, it was also integral in my faith walk where it was when I left to go to Asia I had a bad taste of church in my mouth. You know, mm. I, I grew up in the church and everything. But when I left, I was like, God, I, I kind of hate church. Like, this, sure. I, you know, I'm just going to make it me. And, and so, and, and I guess it was kind of a blessing. Of course, it's always God's plan that I went to Asia first where there are no churches. Mm -hmm. And so how do I still become right. a Christian with no church? Sure. And that's the relationship that yeah. you have with sure. fellow people and with God. And so um, then when I went to Rwanda and there were churches uh, I already kind of had that baseline sure. of it's the relationships. And this is just a building that we meet in, you yeah. know? So, so and now your coffee. So you have a coffee website yes. that's coming out. Yes, yes, yes. It's, a, it's called Handy's Coffee? Handy's Coffee. Handy's Coffee. Yeah. Short for Henderson. I figured that yeah, part. Yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> so, went to school too. <laughs> so, uh, but... Uh, uh, so you meet the, you have this website and it's going to launch in, in like probably what the next five to 10 days. Yeah. So right now I have, it's the website's up for t-shirts. It's a pre-launch. Okay. Um, we have the boxes in, which is great. Um, the basics, the, the base of it is, um, 
my coffee dream is I, I heard a term when I was traveling called social entrepreneur. Okay. And I, it really stuck with me. Um, and it's entrepreneurship, but you help people. And entrepreneurship, I think, has kind of been watered down over the past couple of years because sure. everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. Um, but I had this vision of let's, what if I started a coffee company and like helped people? And so as that kind of grew, I figured, you know, as I looked more into business, what is my capital? Like, how much can I actually afford versus dream? And, you know, what's down the line? We, did you go into Rwanda when you were there, when your boots were on the ground? Were mm-hmm. you looking around thinking, how can I help these people? Do they need a business? How can we work together? It was more of a learning curve mm-hmm. for me. Um, you know, I had the coffee dream. I put my, like, the coffee idea on hold because I, I went to Taiwan to start a coffee business. Oh, I didn't know that. So you kind of already had that in the back mm-hmm. of your mind. But and that was kind of a tough decision. Do I go to Rwanda or do I stay here? Cause I've, I finally sure. found a dream of coffee and I can build this here. Mm-hmm. Or do I stay with my original goal of getting myself out of my comfort zone? Sure. So I said, I'll put this on hold. I've got a long time to live. Hopefully God willing. And, uh, I went to Rwanda and I fell in love with the place. I was only going to be there for like four months and I stayed for like a year Oh wow! and it was great. Um, and so I just, I mean, I learned more how people help each other. Um, and it's just, it was just a big learning thing. I didn't really go mm-hmm. in with any expectations because I knew nothing of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with this coffee dream now, like my end goal, my big end goal right now, I'm starting with a box because that's what I can afford, right? Is, is small little subscription boxes. I've partnered with little local roasteries around the country okay. and I'm putting their coffee in it because small local roasteries are like king in their neighborhoods. But sure. So Nobody how will this work? So, okay. so the way it would work is uh, these companies, these yeah. stores, these coffee shops mm-hmm. would buy the coffee from you. You're like a wholesaler. Is that right? I, backwards. I buy it from them. So you, let, let's oh, say there was okay. Jean's Coffee Shop okay. or Jean's Coffee Roastery, okay. right? You've got your base group of regulars. They love you and everything. Well, I come and I try your coffee and I say, hey, this is pretty good. And I want to help you a little bit by sure. spreading your brand a little bit. Um, and so we have a deal. Where I'll buy the coffee wholesale from you, and you put it in my box because I have oh, I have my own okay. customer base of people who've been following me, and so I send out so your you coffee. You're the coffee shop, so kind uh. of yeah. So let's say, and then our good friend Ernesto, he is let's say he's a customer of Hendy's Coffee Box. He opens up his box. It says Hendy's Coffee on it, so yeah. it's my company. But he opens it up, and there's Jean's Coffee Roastery. Got it. There's a bag of that. Got so it. he tries that, and he says, "Hey, this is pretty good." And then let's say he, if he's ever – the idea is if he's ever in town, he goes to your coffee shop okay. instead of going to like yeah. a Starbucks or, or something. You know, if he's it's visiting. It's kind of a way that you could tra- taste coffees from all over the country or yeah. the world, correct? Mm-hmm. And now, is, or is it going to be from Africa or – It can be – so the roaster decides. Okay. You know, um, there's coffee from all over the world. And so let's say you are doing a special Ethiopian um, – you could put that in my box and send it out okay. so that they get to try that. Um, I really want to give a lot of, I guess, uh, decision-making skills to the roasteries. I want to empower them to, sure. you know, I don't want to be able to decide what they get, you know, what customers sure, get. I want sure. roasteries to be able to say like, hey, here's what we like. Yeah. Here's what we want you to try. Um, and so that's that. Now, that's kind of st- phase one. I've got like six phases for Hendy's Coffee, my entire dream. And it's it spans over like 80 years. So, you know, it's wow, okay. It's so crazy. Fun. No, I love that. I, oh. Yeah, I'm in the long game. I yeah. mean, you know, and that's just kind of. No, and I see yeah. you selling the t-shirts. I need to do that too. I need to get on there. Yeah. I, so what is your favorite coffee then? Is there one A? As of right now, my favorite coffee is Colombian. Okay. It's a, um, 
It's just a full-bodied, which is not very interesting, or, or it's it's not very. Um, most Latin and South Americans are kind of more. They've got a lot more flavor to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I just I like the Colombian medium roast. It's a full-bodied, balanced, like earthy coffee, which you don't really find a lot in South America. Um, and I've been in the game for about three years, and I'm still growing my palate. So by no like level, sure, I'm a professional. Course. Yeah, yeah. Because um, that coffee in Vietnam is pretty good too. Yes. I've had that Vietnam. Yep, 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 yep. that with the creams and the that's <laughs> it's so good. good. It's so, so sweet though. That's just you know I'm just I'm growing, you know I'm going into this business hoping that as I go through the journey, I just want people to go through the journey with me. That's kind of the the tagline, and I haven't really pushed it much for my coffee company, but it's a your coffee adventure is here. Right. And so that's the idea. There's a lot of, here's what I found. People don't really know what they want for coffee. People think they do. Right. Which is fine. You know, they, I know I like this or I like that, but there's so much complexities. Um, someone says, Hey, I really like a dark roast. Maybe they don't like a dark roast. Maybe they just like a full bodied coffee because the taste of the coffee has nothing to do with the roast. The roast just has something to do with the sugars burning and and more so either like a smoky taste. You know how I know all this? What you're saying is true is because my boyfriend really loves coffee. See? And he's a manager at Starbucks. Okay. Which is, you know, probably... Not I, just the enemy to you, but I mean, <laughs> I like Starbucks. There's one next to my church. I go but there all the really time. He really taught me because I grew up. We're English. We grew yeah. up with just tea. Okay, so you know, and, and I know about tea. Yeah. you know what I mean. But I don't really know about this, right? So I was, I was just got black coffee, and then slowly integrated. You know, like, yeah. You know, like the the, uh, the frappuccinos, and it's yep, yep, really yep. like a shake. Yeah. Oh, you it's a mocha. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I know. It's um, and, and I've learned that from him, and I learned like the more that you you know roast the bean, mm-hmm. the less caffeine. And yeah, you, you all burn that. away. I didn't know all that. I it's, did uh, not know. All and that's kind of the thing is, I think there's just there's not there's either too much misinformation out there, or there's not enough yeah. information. And so one of my ideas with Hendy's Coffee that I'm working on now with the Instagram page, um, and I'm hoping to start my own podcast here soon too, which is kind of fun that I'm here because I'm like <laughs> I'm learning. So it's a selfish thing why I came out. I'm okay, kidding. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> Um, I know how Christians are. They're yeah. selfish. No, I'm <laughs> of course just, we are. No. Especially us Methodists. <laughs> um, I just I'm trying to build, build like more understanding of coffee. Sure. So I'm look. I've got like a list of you know. Let's. I've been doing tastings lately. Kind of just going through tastings. Sure. But I've got a list of like. Let's compare a light roast versus a dark roast, or a French press versus a right. you know pour over, or you know. Sure. Uh, Is there a place here in Phoenix that you like the best? I'm biased at Village Coffee Roastery because I'm their roaster. Okay. And I've been roasting there for three years. Um, I don't know. I, I, with the coffee thing, I'm trying not to be biased. I'm just trying to stay like open-minded. Open, sure, sure. Um, I, I've, press coffee's espresso has been growing on me. It's, I, it's, very, it's much lighter and crisper mm-hmm. um, than ours are. The ones that I roast, our espresso blend is more like it's uh, more of a bold, balanced flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I've been trying that, and I've been going to different tastings, and I'm gonna like be just trying to be more open to that. Yeah, yeah. And so that's that, and it's um, and so, so yeah. So I'm starting with this box, um, to just help out you know local roasters get a bigger customer audience. Sure. Uh, I'm building my social so people can follow me, and I'm just trying to put out a lot of content. Just to and be where like, does the social part of it come into play? Not the the Instagram, yeah, but like the cost. The, the the social yeah. of social entrepreneurship. One is with the um, with specifically your company. The how are you making it more? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm helping small roasteries. I mean, some of them may not have 
and and it blows my mind in today's world they don't have like a social media marketing budget they don't have sure. a person that runs their instagram sure which they is, know coffee yeah business businesses yeah. can do whatever they want yeah. but this at least helps me you know i understand if you don't have an instagram or a tiktok or something you're not going to last very long sure um and so i just want to help them stay in the game because you know that's how you get all these fun different roasteries sure. and, and you know personalities around um, down the line, you know what my big goal is for Handy's Coffee? Where I think once I do this, I'll probably say I've made it. Have you seen those shipping container homes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to take a shipping container home and make it a coffee shop. Um, and I don't know how like public I want to be with this, but I'm going to be public because like I think I could do it. You know, in the next 10, 15, 20 years, um, where I want to like make a coffee shop out of these shipping container homes. Make some sort of standard design or, sure. or whatnot, but then plop them in my old homes in Vietnam and Thailand and Taiwan okay. and Rwanda. Yeah. Um, because there, like for example, if I placed one in Rwanda, you don't have to big a, you don't have to put a, or build a big building or anything. You can put two shipping containers together and like cut out the middle or something. But one, you give people jobs. Yeah. Uh, you can buy local. So Rwanda's got a pretty big, or not pretty big, but they've got a coffee scene. Is that us? No, I think. Oh, okay. They can keep going. Keep oh, going. Uh, they, they've got a, they've got like a coffee scene there, and so if you buy local at maybe a higher price than what everyone else is, you raise the price, you treat the farmers right. I just think there's with coffee, there's um, from start to finish, you've got the farmers all the way to the customer, sure. and there's a way to help that, um, to bring that along. Yeah. So there's your and with lower coffee. overhead of like a shipping container instead of like a big building with rent and everything you could place a couple and teach people jobs and give them experience of like here's how to you know finance it or sure, you know, here's how to social do giving accounting. back yeah 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 so, so now how are your days balanced so you're coming in and you're still working so you still have a day job? i work three jobs as i'm running this you're three jobs so hendy's coffee what what's kind of nice three jobs i have three jobs <laughs> it's so funny it's like you're jamaican it's so funny <laughs> i just i mean i also understand i'm young and at some point I'm probably going to lose maybe all this energy, maybe not sure. like the charisma and the, like the, the drive, but I'm going to lose the ability to sure. stay up till 2 a.m. and wake up at 3.30. You sure, know? Yeah, yeah. So um, what's like a typical day? So you get up. Typical day, I wake up at 3.30 a.m. Okay. And by the way, I'm a, I'm a big supporter of sleep. Like, okay. We're not robots. I think people need to sleep. Yeah. I'm just at a point in my life where I'm grinding to get this company sure. off the I ground. Get, I, get, I live um, on six hours of sleep, so, so I, get, I get it. I wake up at 3.30 in the morning. Okay. Uh, and I'm out of the house. Usually an hour later, I have breakfast. I walk my dog, and uh, I go to the YMCA at Scottsdale. Uh, and because I open it up, I'm kind of like a front desk person, sure, so sure. I have my regulars there. And that's where I've really, over the last couple of years, been able to grow my palate because I bring my own little pour over thing. I've got this like wicker basket, sure. so I bring that and I tr- taste coffee with like some of my regulars. And I go through the spiel, and I'm like, "All right, so this one, this is uh, <laughs> this is Chanchamayo. It's from Peru, and let's talk about the tasting." And they try, and of course, you know, yeah. they don't care, but they yeah, yeah. they're supportive they of, of me getting yeah, 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 yeah. the experience. So I do that until about ten, ten thirty. I run home. I let out Mocha, uh, my dog, and you know, we go to the, the name of the dog is Mocha. Is Mocha? Okay. Okay. <laughs> of course, of course, um, the dog would be Mocha. <laughs> I, uh, you know, we, we, you know, we've got our apartment complex has a little dog park so she can run around for a little bit. Um, and then depending on the day, either I go to church for the rest of the day, uh, and do youth ministry work or I'll go to the coffee shop and then either work in, you know, run the kitchen or run the bar or I'll go and roast. Um, 
Most of my roasting days, though, uh, where I'm actually roasting, which is about a five-hour deal, is after the church or after the okay. coffee shop. So I'll, I'll usually start work, regardless of where it is, church or the coffee shop, around noon, and I'll go until five, six, seven o'clock, and then sometimes I'm roasting afterwards, which is a couple of times a sure. week. Uh, and so then usually I'm done by about midnight, and I run home and I sure. go to bed. Um, let, and it all starts all over. And again. it all starts over. So now we're in your life. Later. So now we're in your life, and we see how you're going. This is how you do your day. Yeah. This is how you see the world and what you want to do. This yeah. is what you want to do with the Hendy's coffee. So now, talk to me. This is the real Sam, right? Yeah. So now you're <laughs> the guy, and you're seeing. You know, it's hard. It's hard for me. Yeah. This is where I'm at. Where I see people being jerks, and I yeah. want to match that energy and be yeah. a jerk back, and I can do that, and then I feel horrible afterwards. Right. So where I'm wrestling at is how do I maintain this goodness and just be consistent and not because I have plans, I have yeah. goals, I have dreams, things I want to do, and right. if people get in my way, and then I get a offended upset. by it. And so what I'm trying to do is mm-hmm. not give in to that. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, how are you not, or do you give in to it? Do you let people mooch your I anger? Don't. No. Um, and, and I don't know if that's a combination of genetics or even a chemical imbalance in here where I don't get... It doesn't I mean, even phase you. I, I get angry. I mean, that's... You know, I'm human. There are things that piss me off. What makes you angry? Oh, I don't know. Uh, me, can I tell you what makes me angry? <laughs> yeah. When people go shopping and yeah. they don't take their cart and put it back. Oh. And then I go and I grab it and I say, yeah. let me put this back for you. You know what I always say? I always say, I <laughs> This is bad, Sam. <laughs> this is why I need help. This is why I'm doing this show. Yeah. Sam, I go and I say, because I'm so passive aggressive, uh-huh. I grab that cart from them. Yeah. I go, oh, let me take that. And they're always like, thank you. And I go, you know, I served in the United States Army. I guess I'm still taking care of lazy people <laughs> who can't put their cart back. Right. And they're like, what? And I'm like, put your cart back. Yeah, put your cart. I did think of something that bothers me. Um, I I have an issue with authority. Obviously, like, I mean, just, you know, my personality, I don't really like... It's not obvious. Why would you say it's obvious? Why is that obvious? I don't know. I mean, people that know me are like, yeah, you don't like... I don't like being told what to do, which is probably why sure. I grind so much. But... um Where does that come from? Did your dad tell you what to do or something? No, I think it's just I've, I've never really... I've always... You maybe think you're smarter than everybody? You don't need anyone When I was to- growing up, I did. <laughs> okay. And my grades didn't reflect that. But I've always had... But I knew. Yeah, <laughs> I, I knew I was the smartest guy in the room. I don't know. I mean, I always knew somebody had something to offer me. So it wasn't that. It's uh, it's more of like when someone tries to tell me how to do like my job, oh, especially because like the jobs that I'm in now, um, you know, I've been doing it for a while, yeah. you know, so and I know the current don't trends. Tell like, me. Don't, don't tell me what to do. So like with this, co- you know, with Hendy's Coffee, you know, obviously I've got a lot of friends who lovingly and family members, you know, try to give advice, which is great. Sure. I can do that. Um, but in some, for example, my youth ministry, I go to these conferences. I'm reading like two, one to two books a, a month on their psychology. Like I'm in their lives. Sure. And I've talked to ministers who haven't been in the game for 20 years mm-hmm. who are trying to tell me how to run youth ministry because they did it for 40. Sure. And, you know, they know what's successful. They do and that just, in comedy too. Yeah. yeah. Someone will come up. Yeah. And I'm just tell like, you, you don't know, you know, yeah, yeah. like you need to make a Facebook page. I'm like, what? 13-year-olds is on Facebook. What 20-year-old is on Facebook sure, right now? And, sure. you know, um, I don't know. I just, I, I, ha- I have a... Facebook is for old people, isn't it? It really is. Because I know when there's certain <laughs> shows that I have, Yeah. if I post it on Facebook, <laughs> certain people will come out. If it's more yeah. of a, uh, like a, a different kind of energy, then it's uh, an Instagram. You know what I mean? It's, exactly. it's a different It, it needs platform. to be curated per different, you know, for every no, platform. No, it's totally true. Um, 
I learned that the hard way. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> you see it and you're like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Old people I, like Facebook. They love it and I think it's great. Um, you know, I think it serves as perfect. I mean, that's how I keep it you know, up with all my friends. Um, I have a Facebook page for Hendy's Coffee specifically for some of my older customers that want to yeah. support. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what bothers me because that just really gets under my skin because I guess I was, um, you know... With no college degree right now, you know, I'm trying to build an empire. And, um, but don't you tell you anything because you already know everything. It's kind of, the, I mean, part of it is, you know, it's I, funny. And I love yeah. that you can laugh at that. That's funny because you do know, yeah. you do, you know, you do know. Oh, yeah. You do I, know, I know myself well enough to know that there's a million things out there that I don't know, but I've also, you know, worked on my life you to know a little bit about everything. And so it's, yeah. you know, and part of me, part of me, if I'm going to be completely honest, is, I've traveled, you know, and seen a lot of the world. And so when someone tries to tell me that this is the way it is, yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's not how it is. Like the one, the one phrase that I hate is, oh, we've always done it this way. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, then I'm going to yeah. flip it on its head. I just, I hate when, you know, and so it's, ah. So. Because when they say we've always done it this way, that means they're not adventurous. Right. They're not even exploring a new opportunity exactly. or that, a new way. Yeah. And or I a think, new outcome. I think risk taking is important. I think more than ever, as the world is evolving so quickly sure. and the world is so shrinking, yeah. you need to be a risk taker. And it's okay to fail. It's okay yeah. to not, sure. you know, be successful. We are global. As, yeah. As yeah. long as you are like, you can adjust. And mm-hmm. so, you know, just because you've done something the same way for a while. Doesn't mean that doesn't work, but let's try it a different way. Yeah, you know. No, I agree. But we were talking about. So, what makes you mad? So where? What makes you mad? Though it's just because I was talking about putting away the cards. You're like, oh, right. I have something. What was it? That I mean, that was the oh, people just, trying to tell me what to do. It's the authority. It's um, I, I'm always up for advice. I, I try to be nice, but the second someone's like, I know more than you. Yeah. It's just there's something in me, just something where I'm like, maybe you do, but I don't want to admit it. Or especially when it's, there's a different way. Yeah. yeah. And when it's like a passion, like coffee yeah. and someone's like, Oh, I know how to do it. I'm like, you've like, you yeah. build a coffee company. Like, did you do it in this year, in this yeah. time frame with like the social media? You know, yeah. I used to have this when I was in the church. So yeah. we were Catholic. Right. And then at 15, the born again Baptist people came. I mean like real yeah. hardcore. <laughs> like the kind that they told my mother, my mother was a hairdresser yeah. and she owned a beauty salon. They tried to talk her out of wearing makeup. Uh-huh. That was where she was like, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to wear makeup. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to wear makeup. That's yeah. Part you got to look good. But they came to our house. They went through room by room, and they got rid of pictures. They got rid of records. Uh-huh. Like We were serious. <laughs> into it. Serious. <laughs> and I remember listening to some of the things that they were saying, and I knew they weren't correct. Yeah. And I would challenge it. Yeah. And I was not welcomed for that challenge. But it wasn't because yeah. I was being mean or right. I was questioning God. It was because I don't under, how can you say God is compassionate, but then right. these people aren't part of God's plan. Oh, I yeah. don't get that. I never got that. And I always questioned. Mm-hmm. Was that hard for you too? The questioning? Questioning? Because al- in the church, you know, yeah. they tell you a certain way you have to do it. Oh yeah. I mean, I've always pushed the boundaries of church. Um just because you know, it's the risk taken, but my Sunday mornings with my youth group, I always started with a discussion. And it's not just any discussion. I look at the news and what's going on in today's world and I ask for and so and for most of these kids, and it breaks my heart, they can't talk about some of the stuff in school. Right. Like they're not allowed to talk about recent shootings or drug overdoses or anything. Well, as a country, we yeah. we become wimps because we're like, you can't talk about religion, you can't talk about <laughs> politics. Yeah. You should talk about politics. There's yeah. nothing that you shouldn't talk about. And that's where, you know, 
That's why you're crazy when yeah, you don't that's talk. That's why I'm crazy. Yeah. You know, and so I, I have super, and I made it clear to my adult volunteers where I say, you know, when we have these discussions, I want all opinions. Like, I don't, you sure. know, wherever you come from, just because I think it's important for kids sure. to talk about. So, for example, when we, you know, the you know latest school shooting or something, we talk about that. Um, we have both sides where it's like, this is an issue versus that's maybe point oh 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 one sure. of the kids in school, you know, and you're more like, where are these kids at with these school shootings? Do they just, are they just giving up hope? Like they just, it's a matter of time before they get shot. No, it, it's, it's more of a, no, they, they don't think it'll happen to them. Of course, nobody does. Sure. Um, but they're not as shocked as I was when I first heard it. Cause they've seen sure. so many, I mean, you know, it's, yeah. it's what's going on. Um, it's like, I guess when I was in high school, there were kids doing, you know, weed, you know, like, yeah, there were kids doing weed in like my high school, but it was like, I would never be that like, well, I don't ever be They me. put weed in coffee, Sam. So <laughs> <laughs> was oh, maybe a new customer base. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. No, because it's not yeah. so foreign to them. It's part right. of the deal of it, growing up. It's not that they're desensitized, you know, it still like hits them hard, but it's more of a, this is a reality and they just, they've, they've learned teenagers are way more adaptive obviously because of brain chemicals and everything than the older generations sure and um they're more willing to listen to different options they haven't been stuck in their ways sure um which yeah. all teenagers are when they hit that age and then when you get older you tend to get a little bit more conservative mm-hmm. and stuck in your ways um i don't know i mean so it's i guess you know i so i talk with the kids about that which also kind of puts a perspective on my you know my heart where i'm like this is this hasn't happened to us sure so you know we should be happy about that we should be thankful um all these other things you know we should be happy about that um i had the privilege of you know working with you know malnourished kids in rwanda you know not to like milk that or anything but it's like i've seen kids that are like super skinny and i'm kind of large you know and so i don't like wasting food um and that's just kind of like a personal thing um, I don't, I just, I think there's so much in life to be happy about that. I don't really, and I've got such big dreams like you where it's, I, I'm just like, I don't want to waste time. So whenever somebody pisses me off, you know, like you tries to tell me what to do, it. I try, I try to rise above it. Sometimes I'll just be like, well, I think you're wrong. And, yeah. Or sometimes I'll really get into, you know, like, yeah. like TikTok, which is a new social media platform for teenagers. Sure. Um, I've talked to some youth ministers. I know what it is. You know what TikTok is. <laughs> they, um. They're like, oh, I'm never going to be on TikTok. And I'm just like, you, how do you expect to talk to your kids? And uh, well, Instagram, Instagram, you mean their Finsta? Do you follow their real Instagram? Or is it, and then, yeah. you know, there's still some people that think Snapchat's for dick pics. Yeah. When it's Snapchat's a huge advertising, 90% of my kids get all their news from Snapchat. Really? Like the, the Explorer deal. Um, where, you know, because they follow, um, you know, Barstool Sports or Wall Street Journal. And, you know, they follow all these people on Snapchat. You know, they don't have a New York Times subscription. Why would they? You know, that's yeah. 12 bucks a month. I have that. I don't yeah. like it. You know, yeah, yeah. I like it, but I don't, you know. Well, it's kind of sad when people are getting their news that fast because are you really retaining or learning? It's yeah. kind of, but you know, and, and it is what it is. how accurate it is. It is what it is. Yeah. We, you just have to get on board. So yeah, that, yeah. you know, so there's still some social or some, you know, pastors that don't want to do Snapchat because of that. And it's, oh, it goes away after 24 hours. Then just use it as a medium to put up stories. Yeah. Just to outreach, you know, um, I do that on my, like my personal Instagram. I've got some, of my youth follow me cause it's public. I'm not trying to hide anything. Sure. Um, I've got some embarrassing posts from the past, but I'm like, that's who I am, you know? And, yeah. 
if anything, in a church, it should be like you can grow from your mistakes. I agree with that. I do. So, I do. I um, agree with that. And so they follow. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't recall seeing anything really negative on any of your. No. I think one time there was a video you made. It was on Facebook where you were like rollerblading in your room or something or something crazy. That's how I met yeah. you. Oh, yeah, I crazy, had Heelys. You, you were making those crazy videos <laughs> that Ernesto showed me. And I'm yeah. like, who is this kid? Who is that this? was for that. Yeah, that was in high school and college. I wouldn't and say it was, it's anything, you know, like yeah. drunk. Oh, no, it was just, it, it, was like, into fight. it was just like stupid. Like, I bought Heelys. Watch yeah, me yeah. like roll around on yeah. them. Um, but that's kind of, you know, there was a time where I was, uh, I got sold into a network marketing company. Um, and that's like, that probably kickstarted my entrepreneurial Sure. Like life, um, but then you know I stopped that pretty quickly because uh, I was like I'm too busy one and two I'm not making any money. Sure, and this is yeah kind you of just a scam. Mean, yeah, so now okay, so you go through this. You got your life. You got your yeah. work. You got your three jobs. You're yeah. doing that coffee. You got your social ministry. Yeah, and are you you're in a relationship? Yes, and that's the so that's backbone hard. of everything I've got. I've got so my girlfriend's Lindsay. Okay, uh, we've been together for about three and a half years. How's that going? Good. It's good. In fact. I put a deposit down for a ring. Okay, good. Okay. So uh, probably within the next year, we'll get engaged. We're talking about coffee ring? <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's the setting of the coffee. I yeah. can't afford a diamond. Yeah. Um, but it was, uh, it's good. She went with me to pick out the setting because okay. I'm smart. I grew up in so a house of women. So you're moving up there. You're very yeah. serious now. You're oh, yeah. moving well, up. I don't know anything Does about Does your mom like her? Yeah. Okay, because that's important. If your mom doesn't of like course, her. Yeah. Does she really like her? You could probably ask my mom. I mean, so Lindsay. I like how you deflect. <laughs> You're like, I'm not getting into it. I mean, uh, no, she does. She thinks she's good for me. Have I ever met good. your mom? I'm trying to think. I don't know if you have. I'm trying to think. She watched the Q talk I was on. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if she's ever. She's never really come to one. I, th- she, I think she's come to one or two of my comedy shows, but that's yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, Are you still doing comedy or what's going you know, on? Not that? as much as I would like, to be honest. Sure, you're changing the world. Uh, you time. <laughs> I would. I think everyone needs an artistic outlet. Sure. Um, so, like, Lindsay is a pharmacist. She's super smart. You know, she okay. did her six years and got her doctorate, and, uh, but she paints. That's okay. how she, like, relieves. Oh, so maybe stress. she would be, because right she now we're recording it. in Shaneland, like, which is our artists can come in here with their paintings. <laughs> And they can sell those. Yeah. So. so she's doing that, and she's real good. And what's nice about working at the coffee shop, I have a couple other like artists that I work with, uh, and so she's connected with them, and she'll like meet them for like painting dates, where they'll just and you know now everyone's got an iPad and they've got Procreate and everything, sure. but she'll bring like watercolors, and so she'll paint and they'll work on that, or they'll do, and it's just they bounce each other ideas off of each so other. So everybody's busy. Yeah. Everybody. And I think that's good. And so she's kind of. I would not be where I am without her because launching a company, one, forget the three jobs. Launching a company is a lot of sure. effort. And just the website. Just the website. I mean, because I, I know nothing website. about coding. That's I not know, how my I brain know. works. I'm not smart. Know. You know, and so, but she. And there's always something to do with it. It's yeah. always. Because I have a website too that it keeps getting hacked into because oh, no. I have a PayPal on oh, there. Okay. So oh. it's just <laughs> a lot of time that I don't like. I, when yeah. I. D- when I, I have projects and things I like to do, yeah. I'm happy and I'll do that, right? Right. But when I don't want to do it, I'm pissed the whole time I'm doing it. Like inside, yeah. I'm like, I shouldn't be doing this. This is a waste of my yeah. time. Like, Oh, I, I had- Even though it's my own stuff. I had a I struggle can't. with my ego when I first started building the website because I don't know how to code. I don't know how to website build or anything like that. Um, and so I would just get frustrated with like a certain part and I'm like, darn it, why am I doing this? Like I should hire somebody to do this, but- sure. One, I didn't have the money to do it. I was just pissed that I didn't know how to yeah. do it because I, I like to sure. think I could do anything. 
Um, and so, but now I, I built it so I know how to do it, which is when I do hire somebody to keep it up, yeah. I can like double check their work. But with all that, Lindsay's runs the finances of the company. So I don't touch that, which is like a lot of strict because I can't do math very well either. <laughs> so she runs that. <laughs> but don't you dare tell me. Don't you dare tell me how to do it. I know I can't do math, but don't remind <laughs> me. I did go to college, but don't you. <laughs> She, uh, but she's also super supportive. You know, I went, so I, I, I dropped out of ASU and I went traveling. I came back. I did community college for a while. Sure. And you had, met her in college? I met her actually through her mother. Okay. Her mother knew my stepmother and her parents came to my house for a Thanksgiving dinner, like a party. And I came out of my cave to find food. Um, and her mom, you know, I ran into her mom and we just started talking and, yeah. um, and she's like, oh, you should meet my daughter. She showed me a picture of her. She's real pretty, blonde hair, blue eye. And I was like, oh, wow, she's real pretty. You, know, you should take her out to lunch. I said, I'd love to take her out to lunch. She's like, yeah, she's getting her doctorate. And I was like, great. How small? Wait, hang on. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. She's going to see through this real quick, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, um, yeah, she's just great, you know, because it's, so ASU dropped out, traveled for a couple of years, came back, did college for a little bit, stopped to just focus and save up some money, sure. went back to college, and was just, I wasn't getting anywhere. I mean, I was passing class or two here, but by the time the end of the semester came, I was just, like, mentally unhealthy. Like, I was just not happy. Sure. Um, and so she, coming from very successful family as well, more self-grown, you know, sure. grown, um, and herself having a doctor and her brother having an, uh, you know, uh, an accounting master's and everything like that, CPA, she was actually one of the first people that said, I think you should stop doing school. And I said, really? And she's like, you're not happy. And all this energy that you're putting just to pass algebra, yeah. you know, she's like, if you put that towards Hendy's, I think it, may it could go. Better. Because you care more about that. Yeah. And um, don't you find that when you're living your life or your truth that you're more open to being joyful? Yeah. Oh, maybe yeah. that's why. And that's maybe it. that's why this whole thing is because you have found your purpose. And so maybe that's what I need to do, Sam. Maybe this whole show's going to be finding <laughs> Just my finding your purpose. <laughs> I mean, and that's what it you is. Know what? I like tea. Maybe I'll go to start a tea company. Start a tea company. I'll, I'll throw your tea, tea. in my box. <laughs> but that's I've got two people in my life: my buddy Zach and Lindsay. Who can how long tell, have you been friends with Zach? Since about eighth grade. Okay. We actually met over a girl. You know, there was a. He liked a girl and she liked me and I didn't know. And so, you know, we were, and then I found out that, and so we were competing for this girl, Morgan, in like seventh and eighth grade. And she ended up not choosing either of us. So we kind of said, you know, girls are stupid. They are stupid, Sam. <laughs> and so, that's a great point to end this show. They are stupid. Girls are no. just stupid. They're not. Um, and so that's, but we've been best friends forever. So him and Lindsay are probably the two people in my life that can tell me that I'm being an idiot or I'm. You know, and you need up. those. I and, have and people. I need that. I have that because, life. especially with my, you take yourself too serious sometimes, yeah. and, and I, you need that. As as comedians, we also laughter and is comedy is a self defense. Yeah, I need like an outlet of sometimes where I'm like aha, and then I'm like no, I've really got like some real issues, that and that's I need the to best way to, to communicate to me. If you can get me to laugh, then I'm going to listen to you more exactly than to be angry on it. So as we close, let me yeah. just say somebody listening and they're struggling and okay. they're like me and they want to be kind. They yeah. want to be nice. But when they go out, let's say they got on the highway today and they're uh. trying to get on the highway <laughs> and somebody flipped them off. Yeah. And not oh. even that, you know, not it's when tough. they do the finger, but yeah. like when they put the, the, the base on it, you yeah. know, the two fingers. I mean, that's got power. Yeah, on it, that's, you know? it's, it's, what would you it's, say to that person that say to them to stay hopeful and to stay joyful yeah. and to not let anyone moot your happy? What would you say, Sam? I would just say, um, 
you know, if they're flipping you off because of they're mad at their life, that's not your business. Now, they're just taking it out on you. They, if you were left your house a minute later, it wouldn't have been you. Um, all you can do is maybe be that wall because sometimes someone does that to me and I'm like, screw it. I'm going to do it to somebody else. And you ruin someone else's day. And I just, I don't like ruining people's days. Um, and just, just take it as, see if you could take it as they're just mad and they just need, maybe they're going on the drive to cool off. And it could be. And what I like about that is you said, if you were a minute late, it wouldn't have been you. Yeah. It's not you. It's not personal. Um, and that's something I struggle with, where someone's like, you need to change this. And I'm like, is this personal or is this just because like I'm doing my job wrong? Yeah. So don't take it personal because it's not you. That person doesn't know you. Or eat pizza. Could well, you eat pizza? I love pizza. Okay. That's yeah. how we end the show. <laughs> Sam, thank you for coming out. Thank you. Thank God you, bless you. God, God bless you, Good man. luck to you. And in the name of the website, one more time, is Hendy's Coffee. Hendy's Coffee. It's short for Henderson. So H-E-N-D-Y-S coffee.com. Get your coffee. Get your t-shirts. Yeah. T-shirts no up right now. No, no creamer. Uh Boxes drink it like men drink it yeah. black. Boxes will be up black. in about 10, 10. When is no, this going to air? It's no shake. It's no coffee no, shake. It's no, <laughs> in like two weeks. I'm going to go buy a Frappuccino, put it in the yeah, box, yeah. and you, mail Sam. it. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> so it might be up by the time you see this. Thank so you. just go see that. Thank you, Sam. Thank you for coming in. Thank you. Course, God bless thank you. you. Thank you. Shane, thank you for allowing us to use your studio to podcast and for allowing us to be here. What does this center do, the Shane Line Arts? Well, it all surrounds by my creativity coaching practice. So think about me as a life coach for creatives. And what I do is I help creatives find themselves again, find their confidence, figure out that art is great for them. I I wanted them to come into a space that was inspiring. So in order to do that, you need to be surrounded by art. And when I say art, not just physical paintings and stuff. I like music playing, funky music. Sometimes we have live music in here, as well as people writing, uh, sitting around. And um, you'll notice that all the chairs are facing art because we want you to feel like it is in a museum so that you're sitting actually enjoying the art versus... The other way around. The only place is is in this couch that you're sitting on, which is waiting for me as a yeah. to, as a client. But I wanted you to be able to come in and be able to feel as if you're inspired. Because I always say, if you're not inspired when you come in this place, you're dead. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. And so all these are local artists all, that we're over seeing 35 here. Thirty-five local artists in here. Okay. Um, and most of them have pitched me. I still have over 800 emails that have not been filled yet of artists asking to be in this space. You have my friend Marina's artwork yes. here. I, she's yes. my friend forever, ever, yes. ever, ever. Yes. I love. She made. I didn't even know she was an artist until she made me something for Christmas. And I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing! And then now she has yeah, stuff now here. She has her stuff in, yeah, and it's really interesting how she's rolled magazines and mixed media isn't it weird or not weird it's it's so creative how people could just make art out of anything if you just really put your time and effort into it. that's what i think is really great you know about um the imagination and people's mind is that the you never know what's going to come out of them Mm -hmm. and this place is celebrating you and so at the end of the day, no matter what kind of art you create, we want to celebrate that that art is actually getting created. No, I think it's yeah. good. And then the, the creative, so they come in, they do a consultation, yeah. and that's where you try to remind them what they're trying to do yeah. or trying to find out what their, so I what their voice is. Is that what it would yeah. be? Yeah, so I, get a, I give them a 30-minute free consultation, and that is to determine whether they are actually ready to do the work 
mm-hmm. uh, to find what I always call the dormant artist within them. So they may have had a bad critique. They may have had somebody um, t- uh, tell them that they shouldn't be an artist or uh, they've just gotten out of school and they actually don't know that they uh, what they want to do with their life. And so that 30-minute consultation helps them determine whether they actually need me as a coach. Uh-huh. And it also makes... Uh, helps me determine whether they're actually ready to be coached. Or if they should just uh, stay in their job exactly. being an office worker. Yes, <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no. Exactly. So, <laughs> now, what did you do before? You. What did yeah. you did before this? What did you do uh, before? I was actually in corporate office with um, at PetSmart here locally. Okay. Uh, before that, I was I moved here from Chicago. Okay. And I did um, uh, visual design for American Girl and, and helped uh, with Mattel. As well as, before that, I worked at FAO Schwartz and McDonald's. So I've always worked for Fortune 500 companies. Um, and I decided, I got laid off this past, uh, in 2018, and I decided, you know what? I'm going to go for it. I love that. So I'm going to practice what I, I preach. That. And so I went for my creativity coaching um, certification, and uh, here we are. And how's it going? Good? It's going great, yeah. You know, the word gets out. The mayor came and cut the ribbon, which was fantastic. Yeah. And she blasted us out. And so um, we have a great getting mayor. more people to get original art in their homes yeah. and to support local artists, I think, is um, a great goal of ours. Well, we encourage anyone to come down here and just look around, look for art supplies, just to be inspired by the art yeah. or just to kind of find a direction. So Exactly. Thank and you. Or come create with us. Well, thank you. Take a class, right? And thank you for having us here. And thank Thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Take care. Well, thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate me five stars. Very important in iTunes. And if you could leave a comment, whether it's good or bad, I would love to read it. Uh, Make sure you subscribe wherever you download. And please join us again. And remember, stay kind, be nice, because you're going to make it. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Please stop by Shaneland Arts for all your art supply needs and check out their website to obtain more information on creativity coaching for artists with Shane McCall. He's not here to be the hero of your story. In fact, he'll help you realize you are. Visit their website at shanelandarts.com today. Sound and Engineering, Ernesto Ortiz, announcer, the diva, and your host, Gene Moore. Please join us next week for a new episode of The Good Guy Revolution.